to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing good, yep. Uh, so this is an emergency style podcast, of course I'm supposed to be on a break, but you know, when the PS5 gets revealed, you come off of that break and you talk about the PS5. Because uh, I don't think we could have waited until next week, Wednesday, to uh, talk about this. So uh, yeah, this is an emergency style podcast. If you want to call it that, we are only here today to talk about the uh, PS5 event. We'll save what we've, we've been playing and other stuff for uh, for next week, which will only be in six days. So just uh, hang on a little bit longer for that. Uh, but let's get straight into things. Um, first of all, what do you think of the event itself? Uh, well, given how much though the Sony events usually are pretty minimal with a lot of their things, I was honestly surprised we saw as many games that we did. Because normally when they do these state of plays or whatever, they're like 10, 15, 20 minutes long. And so they tend to bing, bang, boom pretty quick. And even though they said this was an hour, um, we saw so much. I, and I just was not expecting that. Hmm. Yeah. Um, were you happy with it overall though? Yeah, I mean, we finally got the reveal of the physical console, which we'll talk about later, so that was always a good thing. Uh, They showed a ton of games. There was a lot of points that they weren't really clear on, uh, but we can talk about that when we get into the specific games. Cool. Um, I thought the event was good. Um, I thought it did show off a lot of games I was excited for. Uh, showed two game didn't show two games I was looking forward to, but those two games, uh, Crash and uh, the new Batman game, uh, I wasn't fully expecting here because of course that's Warner Brothers and uh, Activision for those mm-hmm. two. Uh, so I, I was like cautiously optimistic about that. Okay, those games might be here, but uh, they showed some games that I am really really interested in. Some that I completely forgot, and then others where I was like, okay, I'll I'll have a look at that. Which uh, so they ticked all three of the kind of boxes there, I suppose. Um, I thought I did think that the event started pretty slow. I was surprised that GTA Five. I know GTA Five is like you know sells a billion copies every week or whatever or every day, and it's one of the it is still one of the biggest games out there. And obviously it's on MPD like every month or every week or whatever the case may be. Um, so I understand kind of okay that's a big commercial hit like you know Grand Theft Auto Rockstar. You don't get too much bigger than that in terms of the gaming industry. Uh, we talked I think. A couple of weeks ago, about like okay, some of the biggest games out there, and uh, Rockstar and GTA are certainly the names that you uh, w- would consider up there. So I understand why they started with that, but I thought that was an odd choice to start with. Um, but I I thought just just generally the start of this event was a bit slow, but it certainly picked up with some games later. Um, I think we should jump straight in to talk about the de- the uh, design of the PS5 itself. I know it was at the end, and we'd usually go from chronological order, but uh, what do you think of the uh, design? I actually like it because people that listen to the podcast know that I was a big fan of the dev kit that was out there just because it had a a futuristic stylish look and this definitely has a futuristic stylish look to it. There's no real kind of slack in it in the terms of you know it just being a big clunky box as much as I am a fan of the Xbox let's be honest that console is just a big clunky box. Now it's a big clunky box it's gonna just tear everything apart in terms of graphics so it's not a bad thing, but you know it could look better, and this definitely has that look down to it. Um, yeah, for me, I can't pinpoint the reason why we only saw this thing like twenty minutes ago or half an hour ago, however long ago it was, because we're recording pretty much immediately after. Um, I don't really like the design of this. Maybe it will it will grow on me when once I see it more or actually have it, you know, in my bedroom and whatnot, but. Yeah, it just, I can't think of an exact reason as to why, but when I just, when I, when they first did the, you know, that initial sort of pan look and you you see it for the first time, I was like, oh, wow, okay, that looks, weird was the word that popped into, into my head, and, um, of course they showed it standing up and I kind of thought like I, I was I was kind of turning my head to the side I was like okay I'm going to have this thing laying down I don't have my consoles standing up I don't think you can count the Switch's dock as standing up because that's how it's meant to sit but uh, I don't have my consoles like standing like that um, so I was mm-hmm. trying to sort of turn my head a bit and think like okay w- w- what would this thing look like if it's laid down and couldn't quite I don't know it, it, it didn't really click for me uh, in that way shape or form but at the end of the day in terms of design it doesn't really matter, so um, that's fine as well. I mean, I don't think it looks like ugly or whatever. I just don't really 
like it that much I, I guess although I didn't really like what the Series X looked like either so I guess I don't like either of them but um, well I, I don't know that you can actually turn that horizontally because I'm not sure those fans off of the main part aren't actually uh, part of the stand I don't know if that's something that actually can lay down so it might have to stand up hmm. we'll see so um, but yeah I mean at the end of the day it doesn't matter what it looks like as long as the game's play as long as the games are great as long as the system itself is great um it doesn't really matter at the end of the day but uh yeah it just it didn't click well for me because weird was the first word that first thought that kind of popped into my head i thought okay this looks really strange so um but uh yeah they finally revealed their box and they do have a digital version as well one that doesn't have a a disc slot on it of course um Mm -hmm. uh what do you think of of that yeah, I'm perfectly fine with that. I mean, a, so much stuff is going to streaming anyways that, you know, it's bound to have a dis- digital version. I think there is going to be a Series X that is digital as well. That might be the Longhorn or whatever. Lockhart, I think. Code. Lockhart, yeah. Um, and that's supposed to be like a slightly less powerful, but still a Series X and then a digital. Mm-hmm. Um, we still didn't get a price, but that's not uh, surprising because they're probably going to hold off on that until absolute last minute that they can. How how long can they hold off on that for? Because they they uh, Jim Ryan wasn't it the uh, CEO or whatever? Uh, mm-hmm. He said like okay yeah we're we're we're, we're uh, releasing this holiday season and we know that the Xbox probably is as well. How long? Because this this pr- pretty much would have been this for lack of a better word or whatever. This is their E3 show kind of. This is their sort of June because it's literally like June 11th which I, which I think was the week that E3 was supposed to start. Um, Xbox went a bit earlier with their thing when they showed off like Assassin's Creed and all that a few weeks ago which people weren't very impressed with the, the event itself. Um, but this was sort of their first big one for that and I'm just kind of wondering like okay next month's going to be July how long do you wait until like okay because you've got to get pre-orders up for this thing you've got to get a price out there. People have to well I'm assuming certain people I mean I'm saving up already just because I save up in general anyway but um, yeah people have got to kind of know how how much they're going to kind of spend and stuff like that so um, yeah and I think that's part of why they don't have prices up uh, I have seen on a couple of Facebook groups which we both part of people have already started pre-ordering it and they're putting like 25 50 whatever down as a start but I think they're I think they are holding off on the price just so people don't get that sticker shock of oh that's going to be how much maybe I don't want it after all mm. yeah so um i mean do you think any of that has to do with like the virus and just the way it's affecting the co- economy and people are out of work and furloughed and whatever as well on some level yeah it is because they do know that you know there there is you know quite a few people out of work worldwide um but at the end of the day you know people still shop during the i mean we had the great depression over here in the states back in the you know 1929 and there was still some commerce going on that was there as much obviously not but um you got to plan for that you got to be able to get through that somehow mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see when both xbox and playstation reveal their prices given you know the state of the world and the fact that these are supposed to are supposed to be out in what Five six months. I mean, we're we're basically halfway through the year, roughly. So yeah, uh, we're already in June. So yeah. at a, at maximum five months, because if it's six months, that puts it into mid December. Yeah, yeah. They usually come out about Novemberish. So mm-hmm. there we go. But that's the PS Five reveal. Of course, you guys, the audience that are listening to this podcast, let us know what you think of the PS Five. Um, do you think that it can lay down? Because of course, Robert had his his questions about that. Uh, but what do you think of the design? What do you think of uh? Yeah, just everything that we saw with that. And the fact of a digital version, are you guys going to be considering that? Let us know. Uh, Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. Uh, but yes, the next big step for that has been revealed as well, because we now know what both consoles look like, and that's a very, very good thing as well. Um, so let's go kind of re, because of course that was the end, but I don't think we could have left that discussion really to the end of the podcast. Uh, GTA 5 was revealed for PS5. They started off with, first of all, I want to get some answers from you, I suppose. When you saw the Rockstar logo pop up, what did you think you were about to see? I really didn't expect GTA 6. That, you know, nobody's expecting that anytime soon. I was thinking maybe some exclusive uh, um, heists for the PS4 slash PS5. 
Um, and the big question I have coming off of that, it said it was free uh, for PS5 users. Does that mean it's free from the start, free from the first six months, something like that? That's a good question. Uh, a good question I have. Another good question I have is, um, obviously, since it's a, a new console, how much are they guaranteeing that your data is going to port over from the PS4 to the PS5? That's not anything that's on PlayStation's end. Obviously, that's a Rockstar function. But, you know, PS5 has already said that they're not going to guarantee a whole lot of 4 to 5 at launch. Mm -hmm. So how much of that is going to transfer? Yeah. Speaking of that as well, no mention at all of uh, any backwards compatibility, which I thought Mm -hmm. was interesting. I kind of thought for it, there was a part in this presentation, I think it was near the start, where they showed the the PS1, like, boot up thing. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what are you doing with that? And then it was just showing, like, the generations kind of thing and and that. So, yeah. yeah, um, I for, for like a split second, for some reason, just because I'm a human being, I suppose, I did think, not like, okay, here's a trailer and gameplay for GTA 6, but I thought that they, I, I don't know, just for a split second, I was like, okay, PS5, the ser- first thing you come up with is a Rockstar logo. My mind just didn't go to GTA 5, because I was like, oh, GTA 5's already out and all that, but then I, I guess I didn't think about, you know, because the online's still so big and people are still playing it, you probably are going to want to have that on, uh, on PS5. So just for a split second, I did think... Like, even just like a, I don't know, GTA 6 logo could have popped up, but only for a split second. So uh, I would have been wrong about that, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, and that goes a little bit into history because when uh, the GTA 4 came out, a lot of the initial DLC was exclusive to the 360 for like about a year. So that might have just been like a, a jab back to, hey, remember when that was uh, exclusive? No, we got some fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next thing I've got written down, because I'm going to go through my notes, and then you're going to go through the chronological order, but taking out the stuff that I talked about, so the other stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be launching Holiday 2020, which I assume is a launch title, because that's both the same point in the year. Um, yeah, what did you think of this? Well, my first question when I saw that was they didn't clarify whether this is going to be a completely new game or if it's just like add-on DLC right. from the first Spider-Man game. Yeah. Um, minor-ish spoilers, skip ahead 90 seconds if you haven't played the game, but obviously at the end of the first game, uh, Morales did get his Spider-Man powers and Peter Parker did reveal to him that he was Spider-Man. So there is that. So I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if this is more DLC, which I wouldn't hate. I haven't, I never got around to playing the original game DLC. I was more interested in beating the game and then moving on to something else, but that's just me. Uh, so, you know, is it DLC or is it a new game? So good question. that's a big question. Yeah, you're coming out with the good questions today. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good, good question as well. Um, I wouldn't mind either way if it's like, let's say it's like a $20 separate game or something or if it's a dlc for like 15 dollars or whatever it's going to be i don't really mind either way uh but of course that will determine like okay will you need to have the first spider-man installed because with um something like infamous first light you didn't need to have infamous second son installed you could play that as a separate chapter um i should probably know the answer to this myself can you play last of us left behind without last of us i don't i don't think so because i think that was part of the dlc yeah, i was just thinking was about that behind. that's another example so but uh yeah infamous first light was 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 like that as well where you could play it separately uh as a as a different game i don't know where that took place or whatever i, I didn't play it but uh, that's just another example um but either way really really excited for that that's i don't think that's quite the spider-man 2 that people had in mind which would be like a the peter parker sequel that would you know carry on peter and uh, miles's story but uh nonetheless we are getting spider-man contents at launch on ps5 so Really, really good stuff. Because uh, at first, when you know he starts talking and that, I was like, "Oh wow, they really are showing Spider-Man two here." And then they they had a lot of focus on Miles Morales, and I was like, "Huh, I hope the second game doesn't have too much focus on Miles because Spider Peter's still, you know, uh, a, the main main character basically." And then they've revealed it to be a Miles Morales uh, story. Do you think that's a good direction to go? Uh, I don't think it's a bad direction. I'm not really familiar enough with his character and character arc from the comics to say either way. Um, I know he was in, obviously, the main focus of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse fairly early. Yeah. Um, and that was my first, like, real, real introduction to that character. Uh, so I'm sure for a lot of people it's going to be a semi-ish new character 
and we'll just see where it goes from there, really. Yeah, yeah. I think this could be an interesting way of saying, like, okay, the first game, uh, you know, was was all about um, Peter, him having his powers. What was it, like a year in or something to his to his yeah. Spider-Man, something a- like that. Actually, no, it was like se- it was like multiple years. I think it was like oh yeah, was quite I, they, years, I don't think it? they ever gave like a full synopsis of how many but i know it was multiple years it was not like because he's already out of high school yeah it was seven he's already mostly past uh college Mm -hmm. um but but uh, what i think they may be going for here is okay the first game is about him they introduce miles as a a new spider-man of course near, near the end of the game or kind of throughout the game or whatever um I don't think that's really a spoiler, by the way, because this trailer shows him as Spider-Man, and it's not, and mm-hmm. it's Miles Morales. So yeah, he becomes Miles Morales in that first game, um, or he becomes Spider-Man rather in that first game. He's already Miles Morales. Um, but I think what they're going for is okay. The first game is about Peter and that as Spider-Man. You introduce Miles. The second game, I think, could get you used to playing as Miles, and then I think the sorry that this second chapter or whatever of this story i think could be about getting used to miles getting more into his character and then i think the actual second game if we get a game that's actually called spider-man 2 could be about peter and miles do you think that they may be going that direction so they sort of share the story a bit more in that way that's a definitely a possibility i mean they uh i mean obviously they didn't kill off spider-man in that uh second game in that first game or that I mean they I don't think they did. I never never played any of the DLC, um, so well, it's just a matter of where they intend to go with the story. Obviously, with the skill set outside of him leveling up his skills and getting better, um, it's basically the same move set to a point. Obviously, he's not going to have the tech background that Peter had when he had Doctor Octavius's lab, so we'll just have to see where that goes from there. So uh, we're actually going to take a quick break here, do a bit of housekeeping because there has been stuff that's come out uh, in the last two weeks or so. Uh, so we'll take a quick break. I'll go through all that and then we'll come back and talk about Astrobots and all the rest of the notes that we got. So we'll see you in a minute. Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Chrissy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it, there's going to be laughing. <laughs> Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. 
back to the show. Alright, so recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Classic Reviews is back for Season 4, but this season is different because it's all about Jim Carrey. Uh, it's going to have 10 films, 10 Jim Carrey films, the first of which is for The Truman Show, which is one of his films from the 90s. Uh, really, really good stuff over there. There is, of course, the preview as well, which basically, the preview, if you want to still listen to that, that explains why I have decided to go for a Jim Carrey season, because there is particular reasons. I didn't just randomly decide to do that, so um, yeah, you can go and listen to that as well uh, they will be coming out every week on wednesday at noon uk time so adjust that to your time zone on wednesdays just just look up for the episode on wednesdays uh so uh, that will be that as well uh, what else we got here we did cover the uh flash finale as well uh season six episode 19 and uh, hartley sawyer who plays uh ralph dibney or the elongated man was fired so uh, there's that as well uh the show has been renewed for a seventh season which should be back next year so look out for that uh robert's been doing some podcasting while i've been uh away i mean i've been doing a little bit here and there but um Robert's been doing some interviews. The second one was with a streamer called Melanie. Her name is uh, Malula. Uh, She's a British uh, Twitch streamer who you can go and find if you search for her name is Malula on Twitch. Um, Yeah, how do you feel about uh, this this little series that you've started to do? I think it's Swimming Upstream, it's called. Yeah, I really liked it. I used to do interviews back in the day with... uh community managers uh just as a heads up if you haven't listened to that second interview yet i forgot to tell melanie that you are based out of the uk and a lot of our content is as well and so that's why she constantly says in the uk in terms of referencing whatever she's talking about is because i forgot to tell her that Mm -hmm. and that's on me so no problem uh but yeah you can go and listen to that if you want to and we will in a minute talk about the first interview uh but let's face sunday's episodes they're still coming out uh city skylines uh cities skylines sorry which was one of the ps plus games for this month yeah that was this month's one uh so you can look at that as well actually no, that was last month's one wasn't it yeah because call of duty and star wars was was this month so uh you can look out for that uh united cast these this was a pre-recorded episode uh talking about my ultimate man united 11 so out of all of the obviously good players that have played for manchester united uh trying to decide just pick 11 of them and of course one one goalkeeper included um and try and come up with the best team there is an alternate team in there as well which i discussed but uh yeah tons and you know Decades worth of great Man United players in there, and uh, I tried to do my best to pick from the ones that I think would make the best team. So there's that as well. Uh, Classic review season four information. Like I said, if you want to go and listen to why I decided to make the change to uh, season four for a Jim Carrey season, you can have a listen to that as well. Season five, by the way, we will be going back to a normal season, but I haven't started on that yet. Uh, Let's play Sunday's forty four for City's Skylines. That's the, there's two parts of those. Uh, the first interview that Robert did was was with uh, Kira. Uh, she's called Little Underscore uh, Percent on Twitch. You can go and find her as well. And that was your first of the interviews. How did you find that mm-hmm. one? That one was really good as well. I'm I'm really enjoying this. I'm I'm trying to line up a couple more. I've got one that's like 80ish percent confirmed, and then after that, I'm still kind of working on people because obviously, you're streaming and you're putting yourself out there. But on some level, you do want to kind of maintain some kind of uh, personal life and privacy. Mm-hmm. So I've I've had to kind of balance that of people wanting you know to expand their their brand outside of their normal circles and spheres versus just letting some rando interview you for that. Right, right. Uh, but you can go and check those out as well. They're also on the website. I should probably put them into a little category or something, but uh, they're the most re- some of the most recent stuff on the homepage, so check that out. Uh, and just to recap as well, also uh, the last Gaming Talk episode that we did before this one was talking about Last of Us 2. That was, of course, the state of play that they did. Uh, GTA 5 selling a bunch, and Main Knighted were involved in a lawsuit as well. Uh, of course, Last of Us 2 comes out next week in uh, eight days time so it's crazy i've got the uh, pre-download uh ready for tomorrow and also the embargo list tomorrow as well so there'll be a bunch of spoiler free reviews not mine of course because i don't have the game but uh, look out for that as well big big stuff uh they did do a launch trailer by the way but it was just a footage we've already seen but uh, anyway that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms so astrobot has a sequel i didn't remember to write down the exact name but it's an astrobot sequel uh it was called astro's playroom actually yeah i just remembered that because it was the the character was sort of born with that whole uh from the whole playroom thing from uh the, the psvr stuff um i really 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 enjoyed the first one i thought that some of the designs for the levels were really really great i thought that it suited the vr stuff really really well um 
think I actually did. Yeah, I did review the game. So if you guys want to check out some more of my thoughts, uh, you can search for Astrobot on the website, and you should be able to find that as well. Uh, any thoughts on the sequel, Astrobot? Is it me, or did that trailer kind of look have like a Mario Party ish, you know, look to it? I have not played Mario Party, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> but uh, it, it it looks like those you know platformer games, I suppose. But I've not played Mario Party, so. Um, I know that obviously you don't have a VR headset either, so you haven't had the chance to play the first one. But uh, yeah, how do you think this kind of looked outside of that? I mean, it looked pretty good. It was, you know, kind of cutesy, which is fine. Um, I obviously, since I don't have the VR, I'm not going to be playing that in anytime soon. But for the people that love it, it's you know, it's a huge game. So mm-hmm. speaking of VR, something that we've missed a little bit, they did show like a HD camera with the whole PS5 reveal. Not yeah, sure. it looks like there's a new HD camera for the VR. Yeah, if I don't like need that, and I can still use my old one, I'm probably just gonna use my old one. So yeah, and see, that's the big question that they still haven't answered yet. Will your PS4 controllers work on the PS5? Probably not. Will your uh, VR kit work on the PS5? We don't know. Mm-hmm. I hope so because I only bought it like a year, a year and a half or so ago. Or I can't remember when it was, but it was it was just over a year ago. I think I got it. Um, so yeah, I hope not. Again, if if it's a if it's a case of like, okay, you can use your PS PSVR one headset with the PS five, but it just won't look as good. But if you get a PSVR two headset or whatever, then the games will look better. I'll just stick with my PSVR headset because you know it it looks good enough to me still. So, uh, but yes, new uh, Astrobot sequel. Really, really excited for that. I really, really love the first game. So there's that. Uh, Resident Evil 8 Village was revealed. This was actually leaked a couple of weeks to a few months ago, maybe. I think we brought it up in like one of our new uh, rumor mill segments. Um, I didn't like Resident Evil 7. I didn't really like the first person um, approach that they took. I just, yeah, I really, really prefer, prefer the what they'd done with like Resident Evil 2 and 3. Uh, with the third person more survival horror stuff as opposed to the first person stuff i'll still give it a chance because i still think it it could be good uh, of course it's still very early to tell if that's going to be the case but um yeah any thoughts on resident evil 8 uh okay i don't play those games i'm not a big horror genre fan but as i've always said before if you like it that's more of what you like and that's unless the gameplay mechanics are bad that's never a bad thing but mm. yeah uh, so they did reveal in that trailer as well that uh, Chris Redfield is in there. He uh, shoots someone a couple of times, kills them, and then your character, I'm assuming that's your character, moans about it. We have no idea what that's about, but uh, mm-hmm. he's still in the game. Uh, he's one of the bigger Resident Evil characters, I think, Chris Redfield. There's uh, Leon, there's uh, Claire Redfield, which I think, yeah, is Chris's uh, sister. Um, there is... Who's some of the other ones? It's Carlos from uh, Resident Evil 3. I've forgotten the Resident Evil 2 characters. Um, yeah, Claire. Who's the other one? Anyway, but yeah, there's been there's been a few characters. Chris is obviously in, uh, confirmed for this game. So we'll see where that takes things. I, I've got to a point with Resident Evil, right? Resident, I Because I've played Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake, I can see how they connect. They're a connected story. I don't know about Resident Evil 4. I think Resident Evil 5 kind of does. Resident Evil 6, I don't know what that one's about. Resident Evil 7, I think, is a new character, but still has Chris Redfield in there. Resident Evil 8 has obviously got Chris Redfield in it. I don't remember anything about the first Resident Evil. Um, so if you if you were to ask me, like, okay, wh- where does this take place in terms of, like, the, the timeline or the story? I have no idea with, like, where Resident Evil's really kind of at with that. I've, I've seen that there's some, like... Um, confusing stuff with the timeline there's also like resident evil raccoon city and like revelations and revelations 2 so uh, i really really don't know but um anyway that is resident evil 8 village is the subtitled name uh new i just put i can't remember the name of it so i put new sackboy game um this is not from um media molecule actually who did the uh little big planet games and they also did the uh, dreams game of course earlier this year uh, any thoughts on this? Yeah, that Sackboy game had a kind of a co-op feel to it. Am I missing that, or does it look, look like this new one's going to be co-op? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, have you played any of the uh, Little Big Planet games or anything? No, no, me neither. Uh, in terms of Media Molecules games, this has been developed by somebody else. I didn't catch the name of them, but uh, it didn't say it didn't say uh, Media Molecule. 
Um, yeah, in terms of those games, I've never really paid that much attention to them. They were very much sort of PS3 era games, and I never played uh, much PS3 PS3 stuff. That's when I switched to the uh, 360 and that. But uh, it looks interesting. It looks like something that might be good, so that's why I wrote it down, because it was a game that uh, piqued my interest. But if you like those sorts of games, you've got a new one on the way. So, uh, one thing that made me very, very, very happy, a new Ratchet and Clank game, which I also forgot to write down the name of, but, uh, yeah, there's gonna be a new Ratchet and Clank game. I'm surprised that this isn't, or there's not been any, like, talk or mention of remastering the second one, because they did remaster the first one, which I played on PS4 and really, really enjoyed, and I really, really want to play the others so two and three and whatever other ones there's like nine ratchet and clank games there's, there's quite a few of them uh, i don't know how many of them are canon or whatever but i just know that there's a bunch of them uh so this looks like there's going to be a new game with like interdimensional stuff and there's a female ratchet i suppose or a female version of him or, or whatever at the end that looks kind of interesting uh what do you think of this yeah it looked pretty interesting the game is called uh, riffs apart okay yeah yeah um, did you play any of the other games before? No, because I was mostly on the PS, you know, platform, and I never, never really got that into that pl- the PS platform. So yeah, um, I played some of them on PS2. That's where the first couple of them came out. Then, like I said, when I went to the 360, uh, in the in the PS3 360 era, uh, I missed all the PS3 games. Plus, then I didn't get a chance to play out the HD ports and that. Um, but I would like a remaster of the second one. I mean, I'll take I'll take any sort of Ratchet and Clank games as long as they're good. But uh, it would be good to play the second one as well. But uh, yeah, brand new Ratchet and Clank game. We shall see if that's good. I do really like the idea of um of this whole interdimensional kind of stuff. I think that could be pretty cool. I wonder if it looks like because in the at least in the first game, from what I remember and from what I played, you had a little ship and you would fly to uh, or tra- transport yourself to different planets and that so i wonder if instead of having a ship you're just going to be like jumping through portals it kind of looks like um mm-hmm. i don't think that's any better or any worse i still still think that's pretty cool um but yeah the, just the way they were traveling in between dimensions and you're like flying on this bird or this dragon kind of thing whatever it was i think looks really cool uh what do you think of that idea of like traveling in between dimensions I think it gives it an interesting take on levels and level design. Mm. I did kind of chuckle when they said, when they were originally introducing that and they were talking about hardware limitations. I did get a bit of a chuckle out of that because that's what they say each generation. It's like, oh, the previous generations we had all these hardware limitations, but now we can do this. Yeah, yeah, now we can, yeah. Uh, it's a bit like when, when you have someone like EA come and talk about uh, their sports games, like, hey, last year we couldn't do this and do that, but now it's real simulation <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but yeah, very, very excited for my Ratchet and Clank. That's, I've not really expressed this on this show very much for some reason, but that's one of my favorite games. I've just never had a chance to properly dig into the franchise, if you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. uh, another game called The Re- Returnal. Um, is that how you say that? Re- Returnal? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which about, is about this woman who tries to travel to this particular planet and she keeps getting killed and returning. Uh, it's a third-person action game. I think it looks really, really cool. I'm really excited to see what sort of guns are in here, what sort of enemies you'll be facing, and what you'll be doing. But, yeah, I was impressed by this uh, first look of this game. What do you think? Yeah, it definitely had a really high graphics definition to it, so we'll see where everything goes from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just want to. I just remembered something I wanted to say as well. Um, they've obviously... Uh, pointed out ray tracing and you know load times and all that sort of stuff. Ray tracing is the thing that stuck out to me the most. They, I, I really liked throughout this presentation, and I think in Ratchet and Clank it took particular, I took particular notice of it. Just ray tracing throughout all these games. What do you think of um, that sort of feature? Yeah, it definitely looks good. Yeah, yeah, just the way it kind of uh, shines off the lights and stuff, especially with uh, Clank himself because he's all metal and that, and there was a lot of. Uh, those different sort of surfaces in the game. So I thought that looked good. Um, but yeah, you excited for the Returnal? Uh, I'm definitely curious about it. I don't know if I know would say excited just because I don't know enough about the story or the plot. So mm-hmm. Yep. So we shall see. One game which has been in development for I don't even know how long. Uh, Soulstorm was shown off again. No release date, unfortunately. Uh, Lawrence Lanning, I think, is, is, his, is his name. Is that his name? Is La- La- Lanning Laring something. Um... Apologies for mixing it up. Uh, he's talked before. I think he was interviewed by the Game Informer show. 
last year, one of the podcasts I listened to, and he said that the game is like, okay, possibly late 2020, uh, but more likely 2021, so I think it's probably looking like a maybe a 2021 game, they didn't actually put a year on it, but uh, yeah, just like, if you look at the uh, first two Abe games, and this is supposed to be the like fully developed version of the second game, but like a new game almost, the ambition that they're going for here in terms of how, if you look at those first two games and how not not like basic to put them down, but basic as compared to, compared to what they're doing here. Like I I'm just I'm I'm pretty blown away by. It. I don't know if you're much of a fan of the whole Abe franchise at all. Well, I remember back from the original Xbox game. Um, so that's obviously been a long time ago. <clears throat> but past that, I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see where they go with it. Yeah, yeah. If especially if this like kind of fulfills the uh, original ideas they had, and maybe even. Go go goes kind of further than that, uh, but yeah, just the I, I know we kind of saw little chunks of it here and and that, but uh, I'm I'm really really quite impressed with what they're doing there. So uh, hopefully we'll get to see the full vision that uh, was intended before. So because they had to make the second game in about nine months or something. So and this this game is this game has been in development for at least like three years, I think, if not a little bit longer. So yeah, the last Abe game was really rushed out and it showed. Mm, yeah. So, um, and then the last two things, or actually we talked about the PS5 uh, reveal. Uh, the last thing I've got written down, Horizon 2 Forbidden West, uh, which was the game that they ended on, of course. It, we, I think we were waiting for it for mainly most of the show. I think they were either going to reveal Horizon 2 or God of War 5 or 2, whatever we're calling it now. Um, I, I As we were going through this presentation, I was like, okay, I don't think we're kind of getting God of War. I could have been wrong about that, of course, but obviously we didn't, but... Uh, we got Horizon 2, Forbidden West instead. We can. It's not called Horizon Zero Dawn 2 or Horizon 2, whatever. It's called Horizon 2, uh, Forbidden West. Uh, first of all, what do you think of the name choice here? Yeah, I do like that they didn't do Zero Dawn 2, whatever moniker. I think just keeping it as uh, Horizon 2, Forbidden West is you know the most simplistic and the most efficient to that. Yeah. Obviously, from the trailer, we had to see um, not the main bad guy, but the the character whose name I can't remember that guided you over the radio for a good chunk of it is back. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he's controlling some of those monsters. Yeah, he's up to something. Um, yeah, it looks like some underwater stuff, which I think could work really well in the game. Some underwater um, robots and that. Uh, it looks like there's going to be some that are maybe hidden within like nature and stuff. Because there's the one right at the start of that sort of trailer that uh, kind of emerges and it has like grass on top of its head and stuff. Um, so I think that could be could be kind of good. Uh, maybe it's a way to like hide the dinosaurs from you, and you have to kind of seek them out or whatever. Um, but uh, you you did play the first one, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't go for like any of the achievements or the collectibles. I just powered through it for the story. Right, right. Um, but uh, what's your excitement level for a sequel? Uh you know, mildly excited. I wouldn't say you know by first day, um, but I'm definitely going to keep an eye on it, see where it goes. Yeah, uh, I'm really, really looking. I'm really looking forward to the second one. Um, I didn't quite enjoy it like as much as some other people did, but I really did enjoy it because some people were like, okay, this is PlayStation 4's best exclusive and that sort of stuff, and I can I can see where they're coming from, but I don't think the game reached quite that particular height. But I did really enjoy it, so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in the sequel. Uh, so lots of stuff revealed here, but uh, you've got some other stuff written down. So what do you want to talk about? Okay, um, the first one that I really want to talk about is that game uh, Bug Snacks. It kind of had like a weirdish uh, um, Viva Pinata vibe, if anybody played the Viva Pinata on the 360, in that, you know, you're kind of in around an area and there's these bugs going around and they're kind of shaped like meals, like burgers and whatnot, and you kind of eat them. So that was just a little odd. I don't know if you liked that game at all or saw that game at all. Uh, that didn't interest me much at all. Um, and I, I guess just in terms of timing, it came at a, a weird time for the show, because it was getting near towards the end, and I was like, okay, you, you've got probably one or two big reveals left, which turned out to be Horizon 2 and the, the design of the PS5. So I was kind of, it was because it was like, what, 5 to, at least for me, like 5 to 10, and um, and that sort of thing. I was like, okay, you, you, maybe you need to go through this a little bit kind of quicker or whatever, just to get some of those bigger reveals, and I, I guess I was maybe anxious for them and stuff. But uh, in terms of the game... 
itself uh it's not going to be one that i i play it's not really something up my uh up my alley or my kind of cup of tea but uh as i was kind of saying if people are into those sorts of games because it's from the same developer for uh, octodad which i also mm-hmm. didn't, didn't play but uh, i know that those games have an audience and i hope that they uh enjoy this so um what else did you have written down uh the other big one i wanted to talk to you about was ghostwire tokyo mm. if you remember a Last year at uh, 2019's E3, during the uh, Bethesda presentation, the uh, creative director and art director for Tango and Zenimax, Akumi Nakamura, came out. And she was very bubbly and very animated, and she became a meme for a hot minute. And then that game went completely dark. And then like two two, three months later, she posted and pinned on her Twitter account that she was leaving the company after nine years. Yeah, and so that was just a big like that came out of left field completely. Everybody was wondering what happens with the game, what's going on with the company, what's going on. So the fact that we are seeing that a little bit um, for the people that are fans of that game and the look of it, they have a little bit of ray of hope in that you know the game's still in development. I don't know that we'll see it this year, um, just because you never know what the development cycle on those things are because that is. That was a creative and arts director. You don't lose somebody like that before the game has gone gold without there being serious repercussions for it. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, the, the two Bethesda games I showed off here, which we saw last year at E3, I'm just on the fence on. I'm, I'm kind of unsure of them a little bit. Uh, but um, once we see maybe a bit more of them, like you said, they, they won't be this year and that. So, uh We'll see. I I just don't know. Don't know about them. So, uh, one other game uh, which I did actually forget the name of as well. I remembered what it was. It was the game uh, where the guy's in like a spacesuit. He uh, picks up this girl or whatever. There's like this digital cat. Um, I think you said you got the name of it written down, but that was the only other one for me um, that I took interest in. A lot of people were kind of saying it looks looked kind of Kojima esque. Which mm-hmm. I think is is pretty accurate. I think this is the game because the uh, writer of Dead Space, the EA franchise, which is dead, um, they tweeted out and said like, "Yeah, my my game's going to be at this uh, PS5 event." I think it was that one, um, but I I thought that looked pretty good and pretty ambitious and interesting and and kind of weird because uh, he shoots this like grenade kind of thing to this building and then the building's like curved and then this satellite thing comes down and he's got this net and he jumps around i just yeah thought that looked pretty cool so yeah that's called pragmata pragmata yeah that uh i thought that looked good what do you think of that one yeah that looked kind of cool it had a little bit um almost horizon zero dawn-esque in terms of like looking at something through like an echo or uh you know a, res- a residue or whatever was in the atmosphere that they're going to call that so yeah, a little bit of sort of division in there as well, because you can kind of mm-hmm. do that on that game as well. So sort of division, bit of Horizon Zero Dawn meets Death Stranding. What a combination. Uh, and obviously a little bit of Dead Space in there as well, because, uh, you yeah, know, it's from the same writer, I think. So uh, that looked good. Uh, what's the other things you have written down? Uh, the other thing I have written down is obviously a new Gran Turismo game, because it's been quite a while since we've had a Gran Turismo game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of PlayStation's bigger franchises back in the day, they've kind of dropped the ball with that game uh, a little bit over the last couple of years and just in just in terms of you know playstation competing with xbox uh i think the the two fields or the two genres sorry that uh microsoft is really winning in is driving games with the forza franchise I actually said it right for a change uh i didn't say forza i said forza uh but with forza and with halo um you know the, the Halo franchise. I think they've really been beating Sony with those because uh, most of Sony's games are pretty much third-person action. You look at you know Uncharted, Horizon, Last of Us. They're all pretty much third-person action games. Um, so yeah, in terms of one of those fields at least, one of those genres, um, I think it was because they had Gran Turismo just kind of sitting there. And uh, I think Colin, you know, Colin Moriarty in his, on his podcast had kind of talked about like, okay, that's one of the areas that Sony could compete with again. Um, of course, with like first-person shooters and stuff, they do have like Killzone and things, so they could probably make something else from that. But uh, I, I just don't think maybe just in terms of how they've been treated in the last couple of years, franchises like Killzone and Gran Turismo are nowhere near 
at the point to where Halo and Forza both are. So I think it's good that Sony's decided to, you know, put some life back into Gran Turismo, at least into one of those uh, genres that they've been kind of lacking behind a bit. Uh, I'm not saying that they're suddenly going to start beating Forza, because, of course, Forza's been doing really, really well for Xbox. But, um, yeah, it, it's good to at least try you know a, a little bit more again with you know just a, a new grand a new grand turismo game a new kind of fresh start on the new console on the ps5 uh, i think is a a good like we don't know if it will work or how successful it will be but it's a good kind of way to try again with uh grand turismo what do you think yeah i just did a quick check the last grand turismo game that came out was in 2013 yeah that was so... also when the last killzone game came out so. Yeah, so that's been a very, very yeah, long time it, for that franchise to be out idle. Yeah, PS4 launch. So, uh, what was it called? The Gran Turismo. It, just Gran Turismo Six. Okay, yeah, this, this is seven, isn't it? So that mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, but uh, yeah, what do you think in terms of what I just said with like competition and all that? Yeah, I mean, obviously that franchise being gone for so long, plus. It was four or five that was in development for like a good six, seven years and then completely flopped. So I can understand why they didn't, you know, put a whole lot mm. of interest into it. But, you know, it's still a racing game. And like I've always said, a racing game is a great way to show off the technical beauty of your new hardware because you don't have, you know, the, the laser effects and the shooting. You've got a fixed movement, you got a fixed track, and then you can really throw all that processing power into the realism of the game itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, for for the uh, the other genre that I mentioned, third person action, Microsoft has got like Gears of War, and that's pretty much it. Because um, like m- most of Sony's whole IP at this point is third person action games, so uh, it's good for them to to try some more stuff in the other genres. So we'll see. Uh, what else do you have? Well, the last one that I want to talk about is the Goodbye Volcano High. And that was the weird one where it was all kind of anthropomorphic uh, animals walking around, talking about how things are ending and things are starting. And at the end, there was like a school yearbook. I don't know if school yearbooks are a thing over in the UK. Yeah. Um, they're very much an American thing. So they that was burning off. So it's like senior of primary slash high school, wherever you are, and then just going on from there. So I don't know a lot about it. But just the visual style and the fact that it's all like anthropomorphic animals, it at least has my attention. Yeah, it kind of reminds me a bit of like a BoJack Horseman meets like a Life is Strange or um, uh, what was that other game that had like dialogue trees you could pick from? And it had like the sci-fi stuff to it. It was like a PS Plus or games or games with gold at some point. Um, Nothing's jumping out at me. No, I can't think of what it's called, but uh, someone will maybe tell me. Um... Oxen free. There's it. I, I I could sort of see the the uh, picture of it, but I couldn't, I couldn't I couldn't think of the name. Oxen free. It kind of reminds me a little bit of those sorts of games. Meets like a BoJack Horseman kind of style of of uh, visuals and that. Um, that was a game that kind of had my interest, but I want to know, like you said, a bit more about okay, what's actually happening and what's the gameplay like? Because obviously, one of the most important things about a video game is what the gameplay is like, because uh, it's a video game. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was one that kind of took my interest as well, but I just want to know a bit more about, okay, what does it look like, and, uh, how does it play, that sort of stuff, well, not what does it look like, sorry, what's, what's the story, what's the characters, who are the characters, and all that sort of thing, uh, obviously we won't have all that revealed here, because it's the first time we've seen the game, but, uh, yeah, I thought that looked alright, so. Yeah, like I said, it was, at least it was something completely unique in terms of the visual styles, yeah. I mean, it had a couple similarities to other couple things, but nothing that jumped out and said, this is like this, or this is a variant of this. No, this was very brand new. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, did you say that was the last thing you had? Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of other stuff. Like when they did the uh, NBA game, I'm not a big fan of the sports games, as people know, but that was not Zion Williamson reading that. That was actually mocap and graphics. So it was pretty cool of showing the graphical level on that. Mm-hmm. Um, for I'm those people in the U. And the sweat. For those people in the UK that aren't familiar, Zion Williamson was is the latest. Like every every five ten years, there comes somebody out of uh, pre university that is just a monster. It is just like a beast. It is a monster truck that walks like a man. And Zion <laughs> it was his generations. He was 
probably ready to go pro when he was 19, but he did a couple years in college and now he's with uh, Orlando, obviously the Pelicans. So, okay. Uh, but that's why he was up there is because he's a massive uh, draw for that. Cool. Cool. Uh, so that's pretty much the PS5 reveal event. Um, it, I'll, I'll say it kind of half lived up to my expectations, although throughout today, because obviously this was at 9pm, so I've had to wait technically longer, although you, I don't know, whatever, because um, I was just thinking of different time zones and whatever, but we all watched it at the same time. Uh, but you know, in terms of waiting pretty much all day and having it at 9 o'clock and that, uh, I was changing my expectations like throughout the day, and the, the two questions I just kept saying to myself was, Okay, are we going to see new Batman and are we going to see new Crash? We didn't see either of those, but uh, I think Activision and Warner Brothers are supposed to be doing something uh, soon, so uh, we mm-hmm. should see something from them. Because uh, again, like we said, uh, yeah, both of those are in that Summer of Games logo thing uh, that, that yeah. we talked about before, before they even all started. They were two of the uh, companies listed. So yeah, and plus there was a very obviously a very big interest for this because on the main PlayStation Twitch channel, the viewership clipped over a million viewers on oh. a few occasions, and plus you know everybody that is big into that ecosystem was doing a watch along. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that kind of funny did a watch along. I know I for a fact that <laughs> ah, Mr. Matty plays did a, a watch along. I always like to watch that because then there's a, well one it's a delay. And then, two, they invariably talk over stuff like that. Or, you know, I just kind of want to see the presentation. I don't need to hear somebody talking about the presentation. But that's that's a personal preference for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure that between, like, the, the 30 or 40 channels that was doing the watch-along, there's probably another couple hundred thousand on top of that. Because yeah. I doubt it was just those two. I'm sure there was a good 7,500 watch-alongs. Yeah, there's probably quite a few people doing it. So, um. Yeah, that's the uh, PS5 reveal event. Um, I want to talk as well a little bit about okay, what what's next um, for for next generation gaming? Because we right, so we've seen both controllers, we've seen both consoles. We don't know a date or a price. Those are the two next big things. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the thing: we we obviously know backwards compatibility for the Xbox is going to work because it's literally been shown to us before. There's... Plus hardware compatibility with the uh, controllers and all that other fun stuff. Yeah, we've not heard literally anything about that from Sony. I, I, I think they're going to take this approach where they kind of talked about like, alright, there'll be, was it the top 100 best or favorite PlayStation 4 games will be playable and they'll be... They've had to make a couple reclarifications about that, so I'm not sure. Honestly, and this is just my personal opinion, I don't think they're 100% sure what will and won't be compatible backwards yeah. at launch. Yeah. Because again, remember, this is a company that couldn't get you the ability to change your username, and then when you did, it broke games. Yeah. So. And big first-party ones like Bloodborne, as well. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, what I was going to say is like, in terms of because we're on the subject of backwards compatibility, and obviously Xbox has shown that that's not a problem for them, uh, both through Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Uh, is not going to be a problem because Series X is going to play all of them. Not every single game from all of them, but a large, large chunk of those games, which are both on Game Pass and sometimes on um, Games of Gold as well because they still do 360 games and that. It, I, I, I think with PlayStation, they've really taken this approach where it sort of feels like, okay, if we don't talk about PS3, 2, and 1 games, we'll never have to clarify that. Because that's sort of already the road that they've gone down. Is they've literally never, they've not talked, they've not confirmed or denied whether you'll be able to play those games. But just, just, just on the fact of loan of how, how limited it's going to be with the PS4. What uh, I don't see any reason why there would be a chance that PS3, two, and one games are going to be playable. I, uh, I don't really see that. I could be wrong. There could be, you know, a state of play or something next month, and maybe they show like, hey, this is what the thing PS1, two, and three games look like. But I just given. Like you said, even their history with like name changes, things as simple. What what other accounts can you have where you can ch- simply change your name? Pretty much everything. Uh, yep. I mean, I know you have to pay for it on Xbox and stuff, but you can still do it without any trouble. Um, well, the first one's free. Anything after that, you have to pay for. But right. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. They're definitely taking the tact of if we don't open our mouth, we can't put our foot in it. 
Um, but then there's also the phrase silence is deafening. And the more they don't talk about that until the closer to launch, the more people are going to be kind of on the fence. Cause we are talking, you know, at a minimum, a $500 purchase or whatever the equivalent UK price is. Yeah. I mean, obviously they haven't come out with prices yet, but you figure in the UK with VAT or in the States with taxes and it's a complete clusterfuck with taxes here in the States because there's state taxes, federal taxes. Sometimes there's County taxes, sometimes there's city taxes. So the, the price can really vary, but regardless, it is going to be a major, major investment. And I, Outside of like the professional gamers, the professional streamers, most people aren't going to buy both at launch. No, no. And that's really going to affect the sales in terms of, you know, okay, this is out at this price, this is out at this price, but if I get the the Series X, I'm upgrading from, you know, my original, um, my, my launch um, Xbox One, it's going to be that much, much more powerful versus the PS the PS4 only did one update, which was the PS4 Pro, and it was literally like stacking another layer on top of it. That thing was huge. Mm. Um, and some people like, well, I'll get the X now because I can play all these games, and then I'll maybe buy the PS5 later. Um, yeah, so that's that's really going to affect the sales. I'm going to be really curious when the numbers, if they're actually released, come out, say, like mid to late March the next year, and see where those numbers are at. What do you mean? What do you mean March next year? Uh, we, well, let's. I mean, it's going to take three or four months to get some solid sales numbers out. Um, obviously, there's going to be that initial oh, wave. Mean, oh, okay. I thought you like total total sales of the yeah. the Series X versus the PS5. Right, right. I thought plus you, you got to remember. <laughs> yeah, plus you got to remember, you know, the people that buy the PS5, that's what they've got. But let's say you've got uh, original One uh, X or you got a One S you don't really have the money for the series X, but then they do a big price drop on the one X. Yeah. I wonder how that's going to affect that sales because obviously the one X is going to be much more powerful than the S or the Xbox one. It's not going to be on the series X level, but it's going to be much better. Um, and it's also going to be a lot cheaper. So, so people's like, Hey, I buy this now, play my games at a higher rate and a higher resolution. And then, you know, put off that PS5 launch uh, for a little bit and see where it goes from there. Uh, before I forget the question I was about to ask you, I should probably ask you now. Uh, was there any th- was there anything from this event you were like anticipating on any level that we didn't see? Um, like I said about I was kinda, Batman. So yeah, Batman I wasn't expecting because Warner Brothers at some point will do their own thing. Yeah. Um, I would have been nice to have a price, but I wasn't really expecting it. That would have been like a, a nice surprise. Um, any games you're expecting to see that weren't there? Not really expecting. Maybe Killzone, just because the the Killzone Twitter account has been teasing a lot of stuff recently. Yeah. So I was kind of like half expecting, but not like super super expecting because. They've just been teasing it, and they're not really doing anything serious with it. They're not like showing a new trailer or new gameplay or a new title. They're just kind of shooting out random images from Killzone. Mm-hmm. Just want to read out something that Push Squares just uh, published. NBA 2K21 reveals uh, just how much sweat PS5 can render. <laughs> That was a big thing with one of the three. It might have been like towards the end of 360 or the beginning of uh, the generation, you know, with the PS4, the Xbox One. There was one of the NBA games where there's like a massive amount of ass sweat and like a disturbing amount of ass sweat. And that was a funny meme for a while. So, Mm -hmm. hey, these players and that run around for like 90 minutes, two hours. Oh, yeah, it's a cardio workout to be sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, have you ever seen Australian Rules football? No. On average, they run eight to twelve miles per game. Wow. It's like the field is like eight hundred meters across. It is mental, yeah. and they just collide into each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting back to a question I was asking earlier, and then we got a bit uh, sort of sidetracked. Um, what do you think we see next now, and kind of when? From... Uh, well, we're in June, so there is going to be another. They, the Microsoft said they're going to do an announcement every month until launch. So we've got the the launch the the announcement coming up here. I think a week, either next week or week after that. And then the one in July, they promised they're going to be dropping a whole bunch of Halo stuff. Hmm. 
So then the one that's coming up next is probably going to be more focused on like actual Series X level graphics gameplay. And then July, everybody's going to be foaming at the mouth for Halo stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd like to see more from uh, Hellblade 2 myself. I think that would be mm-hmm. as, a, as an Xbox. That's probably the, my most anticipated Xbox game uh, as well. Uh, of course, my most anticipated... Well, my most anticipated PS4 game is Last of Us 2 next week, which everybody knows about, unless you're this is the first one you've listened to. Um, my most yeah, anticipated... I joked when you when you messaged me showing that countdown timer, I joked that I could see you vibrating <laughs> in anticipation from all the way over here. Yeah, yeah. Just a, just a bit of a note to everybody. I have um, digitally pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition because I, I don't want to... <laughs> I can't have the situation where that game comes out and I'm not playing it. Like I I want to play that game the second it comes out. I'm gonna, but <laughs> uh, from like the I don't know the last minute that that countdown time. I know when it ends. It's midnight next week on Thursday. Uh, so I'm gonna you know a couple minutes before sit there and and wait a little bit. Not for like ten minutes, but for like one or two. And now does it. PlayStation let you preload the game? Yeah, it's preloading tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, which I might have to uninstall some stuff because uh, Call of Duty Season Four updates out. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's bugged. By the way, I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, this on the uh, on the Xbox One update, the uh, file size is is wrong. So yeah, it's like eighty six gigs. I didn't know if it was on the PS Four. I've only I only saw it as a post. I didn't see it specified to a platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, if it comes to it, I will uninstall Call of Duty to play Last of Us Two. So <laughs> or or you could get uh, a external usb drive and just shuffle some stuff off onto that that's what i do with my xbox i have a one terabyte drive attached to it anything that i don't play or play but not very frequently i just dump off onto the the other drive frees up space okay cool um but uh yeah we'll see next time when we see from uh specifically playstation and xbox for next gen because i suspect the next next couple of weeks the next month i think is going to be more third party stuff hopefully something from warner brothers and activision because uh, i do want to see the new crash bandicoot game obviously and i just want to see well warner brothers okay what is the batman game is the harry potter game even real and what is rocksteady doing i think is still questions everybody's got so we'll see but uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to talk about related to all this? Uh, no, that's about it. Cool. Uh, so we'll be back next week on Wednesday. I'm still going to take Friday, Monday, and Tuesday as a break. Uh, and of course, the weekend anyway, because I do that anyway. But uh, yeah, I'll go back onto my break. So of course, this was a, an emergency episode because I could not leave this until... I don't think we could have left, like I said, the PS5 reveal event until... Uh, next week because uh, everybody would have talked about it for like a week at that point so uh but thank you very much for joining me again robert we'll be back next week with uh whatever else happens in the in the world of video games um and we'll see so in the meantime you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org look out for robert's interviews the two that are up there one with kira and one with um melina uh, and go and check those uh, girls out or women out on Twitch uh, and go and get involved with their communities. I have jumped into both their uh, Twitch chats and just sort of said hi to them and told them who I am and stuff and they were happy to see me. So that was good as well. Uh, and by the way, if you guys are uh, Twitch streamers and you'd like to be interviewed by Robert, uh, please get in touch as well. Or if you have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about video games or the PS5 reveal event or anything related to Entertainment Talk, MatthewEntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter eTalkUK, there's a contact page and information in your show notes. So get involved. Don't be afraid to do so. Um, Cool. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, In the meantime as well, if you want your TV and film news, David's got you covered on GeekTown.co.uk and GeekTown Radio Tuesdays for that. So check that out. Podcasts, uh, the podcast for that and the website for that. Check all that stuff, good stuff out as well. Uh, in the meantime, you can support uh, Entertainment Talk and support the podcast. We're on Patreon. Please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Amazon Affiliate Link if you're thinking of I know, pre-ordering any of these games or the console when you can or just buying anything on Amazon. Uh, you can use our affiliate link. We can get a small cut, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, by the way, they've been sorted out. There was something wrong with the account. Uh, it was something quite obvious, but uh, I, I got it sorted out anyway, so you should be able to get all the new episodes up to date. Uh, find us on iTunes and podcast services, just search for Entertainment Talk, uh, and Geek Town as well. Get yourself subscribed, and please re- and review us as well. That will really help us out. Uh, other ways you can support us, uh, word of mouth. All you can simply need to do is uh, tell your friends and family and people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. Tell them about the content that we 
uh, put out there and they can come and listen to it themselves and all that sort of thing uh, social media is of course a very powerful thing these days uh, if you want to use that of course you can share them on Facebook and Twitter and if you can put them in different Facebook groups streaming uh, Bex is still streaming pretty much daily I think um, as well I've been you know checking out some of the streams here and there and all that sort of stuff uh, Trista Bytes B-Y-T-E-S make sure you type it in that way uh, Trista Bytes B-Y-T-E-S uh, go and follow her on, on there subscribe to her and you'll be notified when she goes live uh, I stream on Switch Twitch sometimes as well so does David uh, me and Robert also stream sometimes on Mixer if you want to keep up to date with the FIFA streams you can do that as well uh, and that's everything thank you all very much for listening and we'll see you yes next week goodbye goodbye <laughs>